Hey everyone, this is a little bit of Get Hype bonus content for you. I wanted to do a little more for my Patreon supporters, so I'm doing a little sub-podcast over there where my friend Garrett and I pick a particular topic and then do a top 10 countdown of that topic. Our first episode is what you're about to hear, and while this one is free and available to listen to on this feed, the rest of the episodes will be on my Patreon. You can hear them at any tier. It's for anyone who is kind enough to support the show as a way to say thank you. I hope you enjoy it, and if you want to hear more, come and join me on Patreon. Hey everybody on my Patreon feed, Tycho here. Um, this is just a special thing that I'm going to start doing every uh, every other week or so, so you'll have, you'll have the bonus readings every other week if you're in the appropriate tier, but you also have these on the off weeks of that, so there's always going to be something there. Um, but uh, this is basically just going to be just a fun little thing where me and my friend Garrett, uh, we go, we just pick... Um, a topic and then do a top 10 list on that topic and we discuss it and just have some fun with it. It's very off the cuff. It's not scripted. So um, just sit back and enjoy. Um, uh, Garrett, uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Garrett and I am um, part of a podcast called The Ever Trending Story where me and my co-host Frankie, what we do is we peruse the news and we find trending topics and stuff, and then we take those topics and spin them into fun fictional stories. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's a it's uh, a great time. Um, full disclosure, I haven't actually listened to your podcast, but that does sound <laughs> interesting. I think I'll, I'll give I'll give it, I'll give it a try and check it out. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's yeah. we've been doing it for a little while yet, and it's still slowly catching steam. I hope. Um, but it's a good time. Um, I guess otherwise, um, just about me, I've been podcasting kind of on my own. Um, for a couple years. Um, I actually had you on my original solo show, um, I don't know, like three-ish years ago, something like that. And um, yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know what else I can share at this moment. Maybe we'll have to delve deeper into into me as we go or something. I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, well, yeah, doing these top doing these top ten lists will give us insights into each other that that maybe aren't intended to come out, but will. <laughs> So, right. <laughs> um, all right. So for our very first inaugural list, uh, we're we're being totally gauche about this and we're doing the top 10 Pixar movies. Um, we are. Um, what have you how many like are you are you a big Pixar fan? Yeah, I would say um, huge Pixar slash Disney. I just try to keep up with with everything that they put out as as quickly as possible. Um, the only thing that I haven't challenged, right. (laughs) The only thing I haven't seen of Pixar, um, is elemental, but I've, I've caught up on everything else that they've put out. I think the only thing I haven't seen is, um, Lightyear. I haven't seen Lightyear, but I've seen all the other stuff. Okay. So, um, but, uh, I've got, so I've got my top 10 list here and I did just for funsies make up a bottom 10 list also. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, all right. Um, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I can go first. Um, I'm assuming we're going from, from 10 to one. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, you know, I was going through these movies, just really trying to rank them and it's hard because I feel like Pixar definitely has had a lot of, just a lot of high quality movies come out and uh as i was going through this i i don't know if it was like a a a pity pick or not maybe that's not the right way to put it but i i put brave as as number 10 for me okay um i really liked the story i liked that it was you know a little bit different from a traditional disney princess type thing i liked the the magic that went with it i mean this was I feel like this was in a good part where where Pixar was really just nailing their their animation um, compared to like, you know, you go back to the first couple movies of theirs where their people look very awkward. Um, Since this one had a lot more people than their previous ones, I feel like they just really nailed it. And, you know, it still had a a good message too. maybe it wasn't quite 100 percent like well delivered, but I I feel like overall it's a. It's a great one, and I've watched it multiple times with my kids, and I I never get tired of watching it. Uh, I also have Brave on my list. It's a little bit higher up than yours, okay. Um, so we'll we'll we can talk more about it when we get there. But um, I also really enjoy Brave. Um, I love Merida is one of my favorite of the quote unquote Disney princesses. Um, 
uh, I really enjoy um, Billy Connolly. As yes, the, uh, <laughs> he is. He's just amazing, um, and uh, just uh, like like archery is like I I I wish I had enough skill to be an archer. Like, oh, I, I have. I have somewhere a uh, a compound bow and arrow that I have taken to a an like an arrow shooting range and shot some arrows and I am not very good at it. <laughs> um but uh man I wish I I wish I could be. Yeah, we um for a couple months ago my my company we went to this thing called Corporate Cup and they had this game where we had to shoot each other with bow and arrows with like a little pillow at the end of it. It was like dodgeball but with bow and arrow. And oh, wowzers. Yeah, it was really fun. And it was also very embarrassing to be able to not hit a single person, basically, with that. You know, when you're when you watch a movie like like, you know, Brave or you see things from like the Avengers where they're just like so skilled with it. And then you go out there and you try to emulate it. and You just fail miserably. Yeah. <laughs> Jump off buildings, doing a twist, aiming as you're falling. and Yeah. Completely missing. Right. <laughs> um. All right. Well, my number 10 is uh, something my wife would be greatly offended that I put this movie at number 10, mm. um, but she's not here doing this list, so right. I can get away with it. Uh, my number 10 is Finding Nemo. Um, I get that. I do. <laughs> I, I understand what people like about Finding Nemo. I do. I get it. For me, though... I am far more focused on story and plot than I am eye candy. And Finding Nemo is beautiful. It is a beautiful movie. Like the whole scene where um, Marlon and Dory are talking and the whale comes up and it kind of slowly fades in. Like that was a whole new like technique of anim of computer animation that they created to make that shot work the way it did and that is a really awesome technological achievement and it looks really cool mm -hmm. and the whole movie is just beautiful but i'm like i want a good story yeah like give me give me a good story like that's my focus is that i get a good story and that and that you are within within the context of the world the rules stay consistent, which if you look like my bottom 10 list is just like a lot of movies that are just not consistent with their rule. Okay. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, like find Yeah. Finding Nemo, 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 <laughs> finding Nemo is my, is my number 10. So. Okay. Um, that's actually funny because I had finding Nemo as my number nine, um, more or oh, less okay. for, for like the same thing. You know, I, I enjoyed the movie. It was fine. Like you said, it was visually very appealing. I mean, all the colors, all the, the ways that they did what they did was very impressive. But um, and even, you know, the, the whole story of, you know, father loses child because he's more or less overprotective and doesn't know when to shut it off, I guess. Um, as a father, you know, you kind of you kind of relate to things like that and you hope you don't you aren't that helicopter type parent but um i don't know i just i i didn't really quite connect with it as much as maybe they were hoping for and you know it it wraps up nice but i i definitely don't think it needed a sequel and maybe that's some a conversation for later in the show but um yeah it, it, it's fine that, <laughs> that sequel that sequel is on my lowest pixar <laughs> um all right so that was your number nine? Yeah, yeah, number nine, Finding Nemo. My number nine is Toy Story. Oh, wow. Wow, okay. Yeah, I, I understand that that's maybe a little bit of a controversial choice. Uh, and Toy Story is very good, but a lot of Pixar movies are very mm -hmm. good. Um, and, uh, I, and I almost didn't include Toy Story on my list, but I couldn't justify putting anything else on my list above Toy Story. Um, or uh, instead of Toy Story is what I should say. Um, because, like, all of the movies that come above this are just better, mm -hmm. I feel like. Okay. Um, 
I like this is Pixar at their very start. The animation is still it's still a little rough. It's not completely at Pixar level yet. Um but the storytelling is great. The storytelling is fantastic. Um and uh So that is uh so that's that's my number 9. Okay. <laughs> we're we're kind of doing this this um like a like a stepping ladder, I guess, because I my number eight is also Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> like like you said, I mean, I think you you nailed all those all those points really well. I mean, it was their their first you know step out into the world, and it it was great to see at the time. And um, I you know I don't think the the heart that Pixar has really grown to have in their their last you know, handful of, of releases was quite there. It had moments for sure, but I don't think their, their heartstring, you know, that they pull on, on like a couple of their more recent ones wasn't quite here with this one. And, um, there's still a lesson there, but overall it was, I think it was a pretty, pretty simple one that other movies have done before. Um, but like you said, the, the way that they told the story was really good. I, I enjoyed it a lot, still do. Um, kids still love it. Like it still has that appeal. And it, it nails all the things. It's got humor. It's got the the sad parts. It's got a little bit of terror in there too. It's kind of got a little bit of stuff for everybody. But it's and like you said, it's 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 hard to find fault in a lot of Pixar stuff. So so doing like like a top ten is kind of difficult where you, you don't want to like um take away from from the other ones when when they're all good in their own way but yeah toy story definitely is is lower compared to what they've put out um more recently the other thing about toy story is that a lot maybe about the first half of the movie woody is kind of an asshole about everything oh 100 percent, 100 percent. you know and he's supposed dick. to be one of the main characters and he's supposed to be the guy that you connect with and he's just being an asshole. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I understand that community is a very pop was a very popular TV show that it still has a large following that extols its praises to this day. I watched, I tried to watch it. I watched the first five episodes and I was like, this lead guy is an asshole and I hate him and I am not going to continue with this show. And I do not understand why people do specifically because the lead character is an asshole, mm -hmm. you know? So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I get sorry, that. Sorry, Woody. Sorry, Woody. <laughs> I love you very much, but you were kind of an asshole in, in Toy Story. All right, so that was your number eight? Yeah, that was my number eight. All right, I'm going to get lambasted for this one, but my number eight is Toy Story 2. Okay. Um, Toy Story 2 is, uh, to my understanding, Toy Story 2 is considered the best of the Toy Story movies. And it is, and it is very good. Um, I appreciate storytelling in it. Um, I like the, the exploration of Woody's history because it makes perfect sense that that's, you know, that, that Woody was a, you know, a, a that his toy was based on a TV show. Mm -hmm. Like, and of course, if his show is based on a TV show from the fifties, of course, there's going to be collectors who want it. And it all, it all makes sense. Yeah. And everything works very well. And, um, I don't have any problems with the plotting or anything. And that, and of course the bit in the middle, when somebody loves you, Oof, yeah. everything seems beautiful. That just makes everybody cry all the time. And uh -huh. I'm just like, with my borderline sociopathy, like not so much like, um, <laughs> but, uh, um uh I like the I like the turn of um I like the the turn of Stinky Pete being revealed as the bad guy. Um and uh you know getting into when you, when you talk about the top movies of Pixar at least for me it is just a matter of tiny little itty bitty differences between here and there. And I can sit and and gush over this movie because it is really a very good movie. But all the rest of the movies on my list for me are just a little bit better. Sure. Like just not even not even a lot, just a little bit. Yeah. Know? So Yeah, you're definitely um 
as you get further up this list, it like you said, it it does get down to just more minor details than just like a a sheer like difference between the two as to why one's number one versus number two. Mm. Yeah. Um, I actually do not have Toy Story two on here, and honestly, it's because that's the one I've watched the least. Um, I've seen Toy Story one a bunch of times, and I've seen Toy Story three um quite a few times. Um. I, I wish I watched that one more so I had more of a connection to it. And I mean, from what I remember, I've enjoyed it. I just I just don't remember enough of it to put it in like a top ten list. Um, but my number six. I think is that what we're on right now is six? Uh um nine. No, I think that was my number eight. Okay, so we're on seven. I don't I forgot how to yeah. count. <laughs> um so I actually put for my number seven, one of the ones I was kind of surprised by how much I really enjoyed it was actually Onward. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. <laughs> I'm sensing some, uh, some difference in opinion here. Um, I didn't like, I, like I watched it and I was, and I did not feel any sort of connection with it at all. Like, Okay. Maybe maybe it was just Chris Pratt burnout, like. But I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm watching it and I'm just like, ask me what I remember about it. Sure, I get that. Um, you know, I I really honestly don't remember almost anything about it. I remember the kind of the kind of twist at the end where. Um, they're talking about all the things that you do with, with a father figure. And it turns out that his older brother did all of that stuff. And, you know, do you really need a father when you have an older brother and blah, 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 blah. And I, I liked that and I appreciated that, but I do not remember anything else that happened in that. Okay. In that movie. Yeah. I, I don't know what exactly it was, but I do remember quite a few of the details in the movie, like all the different, like little, you know, the lessons that they wrapped up in the end, all those different things. I, I can go through and piece those together. Um, I, and you know, I understand the whole Chris Pratt thing because at that point he definitely was everywhere. And, um, I, I never felt that like, I, I still enjoy him as a, as an actor in anything that he's in. I don't have that like annoyance with him yet. So I, I understand, I, but I do understand where you're coming from. Um, but I think the whole just, you know, creating that relationship with your with your dad and these kids feeling that loss but then just having it kind of there the whole time just you know really spoke to me as like a a parent and and someone who who also had like a a and I I still have my my dad around but you know my brother was also kind of there to help guide me along as well with some things and he still tries to on occasion which sometimes gets annoying but you know at least I know he's kind of got my back no matter what's going on and um yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was fun, and I also liked the the fantasy aspect of it as well. Um, you know, the whole gelatinous cube thing. You know, more like wizardry and things of that nature, which I feel like a lot of animated movies really didn't quite touch on, like this one did. Uh, that may that may be another reason it didn't quite connect with me is because I don't have any brothers. Okay, like, I have I have three sisters. And my, and you know, like you, my dad is still, he's still alive. Um, um, I don't have a super great relationship with my parents, but you know, he's, he's still alive. Um, so, you know, there's just maybe, 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 I don't know, maybe that was why I didn't connect with it. Cause I don't have any, I don't have a brother, you know? So sure. I can see that. I couldn't really relate to any of them. So yeah. Onward. Okay. Now I got something else to talk about with my therapist. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, my number seven is Monsters Inc. Okay, I love Monsters Inc. It didn't, oh, just just an okay. <laughs> I'm I'm processing it because I I have that one on my list too, and I'm just you know it, like you said it's it's like okay. splitting hairs. So I'm just I just want to hear what your thoughts are on it to see if if maybe I've miscalculated. Uh no. Um, I, like I don't I don't like you know top ten lists are subjective. Yeah, you know, so it, you know, wherever you put it, I'm not gonna like, unless unless you're like number one is okay. <laughs> My the okay, the <laughs> Pixar movie I dislike the most. Number one with a bullet is the Good Dinosaur. I <laughs> hate that movie. I hate that movie. My wife and I sat down and watched it, 
And we were both like, that was horrible. That was horrific. That was an atrocity. I don't know what that was. It was not good. And we we were trying to do a we were trying to do a Pixar rewatch where we watched all the movies in order. And we got up to the Good Dinosaur, and we were just like, no, I, we can't <laughs> can't do this again. And uh, and never picked it back up. <laughs> like it just it killed it. It killed the entire thing so hard. Um. Yeah that that one's what, not on any I, list what, of mine, what? but. Why did I go off on that tangent? Oh, we were just remember. We were just talking about how how these lists are subjective, but Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so if you want to put the good dinosaur on your list, I will mercilessly mock you for it, but <laughs> I will defend your right to have it on your list. Sure. Um, well, it's not on my list, but I definitely didn't hate it as much as the the rest of the world seemed to, but I I I do tend to enjoy things that the majority doesn't like, and I don't know if that's a fault of mine or if it's just how as my wife puts it, passive I am with everything. <laughs> Anyway, Monsters, Inc., Billy Crystal and John Goodman have, like, the perfect chemistry. And everything in that movie is, it's just, it's perfectly paced. It's perfectly timed out. Storytelling is fantastic. Um, it, it does the whole pulling at the heartstrings thing with the, with the door, putting the door together and seeing Boo at the end. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you will, and my, my personal headcanon is that, Boo, um, a few years later, is Bonnie, the girl at the end of Toy Story 3. That's my personal headcanon. Okay. Um, I like that. But, uh, that works. Um, I, like the, I like the reveal that, um, that laughter is a more powerful force than screaming. Um, I like the just just everything about it just really I I really enjoy everything about about Monsters Inc. I even I even will carry that over into Monsters University. I really liked Monsters University too. Yeah. It's not on my top ten list, but I was considering it for a little bit. Sure. No, I, I really enjoyed Monsters University as well. And I know that was one that a lot of the I guess reviewers or whatever didn't find quite as good, but you know, I, I also found a lot of enjoyment in that one. And, um, I'm not the biggest fan of prequels when they, when they try to make sense of, of certain things or throw in like little, um, like Easter eggs, like the whole thing with like Randall's glasses. And when he takes them off, then he gets all squinty. And that's kind of why he looks the way he does in monsters Inc. You know, is it's just, I loved like, that. Did you? Okay. I loved that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I liked it, I guess at the time, but, I, 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 I'm a firm believer that if you're just going to do a story, just, you know, kind of start from the beginning instead of going backwards. But, you know, I, I guess I know why they have to do it that way, <laughs> but I, I would just prefer to have like monsters thing just be a standalone thing, even as much as I loved university. I mean, yeah, a lot of, like, yeah, like a lot of the, a lot of the stuff in monsters university was not strictly necessary and you kind of know how it's all going to go from the start. Um, but, uh, yeah, I still, I still love that. And like when he takes his glasses off and he gets all squinty eyed and I was like, ah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Yep. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> I'm also, I'm also a sucker for prequels that ha- explain how things are in the present day. Okay. Like I, I, I appreciate stuff like that, especially when it's done well. I think that that's the, the, the line there is, is how well it does get done. And the argument could be made that Randall's glasses does not do it well, but I'm kind of like, I don't know. It, it kind of worked for me. I, I think it worked. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely worked. I, I, I don't know. It just seemed like a weird thing to, to just throw in there. Like almost he's like this nerd and then he loses the glass and all of a sudden he's like a, a sneaky guy, you know, like, but it, it works for the, for the context of it. So I, I'll, I'll give it a pass. All right. Um, number six. Numbers. Uh, or did you did you do your you did your number seven? Right? I did. Yeah, yeah I head onward for okay. mine. Okay. Um, my number six, and this is, you know, I, I look at I'm looking at this list, and I'm still just reevaluating. I'm going to throw it out there because this is what I had down. Um, I had up at number six. Okay. I still cannot get through that intro as it happens um it still just hits you right in the feels um mm-hmm. yeah i i liked 
and I, I don't know if this was kind of when Pixar was the king of revealing like the bad guy to be the good guy in the beginning. Like uh, you, you think this character is just going to be like, you know, the hero or whatever. And all of a sudden he turns out, ah, I'm just kidding. I'm the bad guy. Um, Cause I feel like they've, they've done that more than they probably should. And I, I don't know if it's just, it, it wasn't Pixar. It was a bunch of other, I think movies doing that as well. Um, but I feel like that reveal worked for this movie just because of, of the whole context of it. Um, I liked that. Let's see. Where was I go? I completely derailed my train of thought there. Um, just, just having, you know, Carl get to his, his, um, you know, happiness, like to, to do the thing that he wanted to do with, with Ellie before she passed and learning some stuff along the way and meeting those, the, the crazy characters between, um, oh my gosh, what is the little boy's name? Russell. Russell, <laughs> like meeting Russell and then, um, Doug and the, man, my brain is failing me. What's the bird? What did they call the bird? Kevin, Kevin, the bird, um, the, had a weird name for it. I don't remember off right off the top of my head. Um, but just that whole thing, I, I loved the the adventure to it. It was it was such a fun journey to to join along with him, and the fact that you know Pixar can take a movie that stars you know an old man and make it for children and make children enjoy it. I think is is quite a a feat for them to do. Freaking Christopher Plummer was that was who that was. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, I don't have up on my list. Sure. I I mean, there's <laughs> like like we said, there's so many good ones. I I can see why this one wouldn't, as opposed to other ones. I'm I'm I don't know if it if is it on your like bottom ten. <laughs> no. It okay. Is not in my notes. Not in my bottom <laughs> ten. Um, but uh, that's another that's another thing that my wife would not. Would, would be like, why? Yeah. Why do you not have that on your top? How, <laughs> how can you not? And I'm like, because I don't know. I didn't enjoy it that much. Like, it's fine. I don't have any, I don't have any problems with it, but I'm also like part of my, part, like part of my brain goes the Explorer guy whose name I don't remember, Christopher Plummer was alive when Carl was a kid. And Carl is now in his at the earliest late 60s which would mean that this explorer guy has got to be at the earliest in his like in his early hundreds and i'm just like that i can't that it's not timeline is not make working out in my head <laughs> yeah that that definitely doesn't doesn't track well once you once you look that like look at that part of it um all right uh, my number six is Toy Story 3. We talked earlier about how I focus on like story and plotting and everything. And Toy Story 3 is the third movie in the trilogy. And the classic trilogy structure is the first movie uh, is themed around birth. The second movie is themed around living. And the third movie is themed around death. And Toy Story sticks to that fairly well. And, uh, like at, you know, so like at the end of the movie, you're like, oh my God, are we really going to kill off all of these characters? Because how are they going to get out of this? There's mm -hmm. no way. And they're all holding hands and they've closed their eyes and they've accepted their fate. And then the little alien toys come out of nowhere with the claw. Yeah. <laughs> and which was set up earlier. And, they, and that claw, and it comes down and grabs them and pulls them out. And I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that storytelling <laughs> right there was on point, baby. It was beautiful. It was it was possibly one of my favorite things that has happened in a in a Pixar movie. Um, just the fact that they threw them into this situation that it is impossible for them to get out of, and then they got them out of it, and it all made sense. Yep. Um. So that and it's just the just the the weird weird borderline horror movie vibes that it gets into in the second act um is just it's it's great it's just great all the way through like 
you know, the 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 friendly old the friendly old Lotso hugging bear, but you know, being the bad guy, like like you talked about, you know, where the, yeah, where the um the good guy or the where the nice guy is actually the bad guy. Um, the big baby is actually like has a heart of gold. Like it's all beautiful. I love it. Yeah, uh, Toy Story three is <laughs> on my list a little bit later on, but just overall that that movie. Like you said, I, <laughs> I was in theaters. I went with my my oldest when she had like just gotten more or less potty trained. That was her reward was going to see this movie in theaters. And I mean, whoops, <laughs> I was it was all the emotions like sitting in the front row of watching this and like, you know, the whole suspense when they're in the like you said, that in, inescapable situation. And then like the joy that just kind of came out of you when when the claw came down. And the whole just wrap up of it was, I mean, you, you really, they really hit everything and um, it's, it's incredible how they, how they wrapped that up or at least should have wrapped that up. Yeah. <laughs> is Toy Story 4 on my bottom list? Yes, it is. Toy Story 4 is on my bottom list. I, I uh. can, I can understand that. I enjoyed it, but I, it 100% did not need to exist at all. My wife refuses to watch it. Oh, so she She's hasn't like, even I'm seen it, absolute... huh? No, she hasn't. She's like, no, why would I watch it? it? The trilogy ended. And it's like, and I'm like, well, you watched Kingdom of the Crystal Skull too, so <laughs> what? They ended the trilogy with the Indiana Jones crew riding off into the sunset, and then they went and made a fourth movie that sucked ass. <laughs> Short um, tangent. Have you seen Dial of Destiny yet? I have actually not seen... Um... I've only seen the first two Indiana Jones movies. I've not seen, um, yeah, the last two. And then is it the last crusade that had Sean Connery in it? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that one either. Okay. <laughs> All right. You know, okay. it's, my, my dad's the kind of person who, whenever he would be watching TV, he could flip through and find that somehow just on cable and he would watch it. But I never, sat through those movies until fairly recently when like Disney plus had it. And it was like, all right, fine. I guess I'll start watching these now. And I mean, I've definitely missed out. So I'm, I'm trying to get through them as quickly as possible. So. All right. As, well, as long as you're trying, it's not like you sat down to watch them. It was like, ah, this sucks. I'm not watching it anymore. No, definitely not. I've, I've enjoyed them. It's just, there's too much stuff to watch, you know? Yes, I know. <laughs> we're trying, we're, we're trying to keep up with all of the Mar ju just, just the Marvel stuff and the Star Wars stuff, and we're like, God, yeah, so much, yeah, so much content. Um, all right, so what's your number five? Uh, my number five is uh, Inside Out. Okay, all right. I think that this movie just really had everything going for it i feel like they they really just hit their stride with this one as far as like hey let's you know we make movies about emotions let's make a movie about emotions like 100 percent. and um there's a little bit of uh i don't know if, i don't know what the right word is for it if it's it's like nostalgia but not um the person lived in minnesota and they moved and I lived in Minnesota as a child. And so there was that, that little bit of like, Oh, that's, that's like close enough to home for me. Um, so that was, that was like ethos. What's that? Pathos. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure what, what word would work for that, but yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> I, I think they really just like, they, they, the cast was really well put together as far as each of the emotions in, the lead character's brain. Um, I got huge laughs when they showed the dad's brain, like, and then the mom's brain, you know, I, I think they, they did that stuff really well. Um, they had some very scary moments. Um, the kid just being very conflicted and, you know, I guess I can relate to that because between my junior and senior year, my parents decided to move me from the school I was at my entire life and move me to this completely new high school. And, Oof. It was rough. It was a tough year for yeah. me um, to be a senior in this school that was three times as big as the one I grew up in. And it was awful. And, you know, I kind of went through those same motions. So, so to see that in film was like, oh, man, they really just understood that assignment 100 percent. And, uh, you know, it still had a bunch of laughs. It still 
I can still rewatch that one, but still feel everything too. And I mean, uh, Bing Bong. Let let's let's not yeah. forget about Bing Bong. Just yeah, really destroying you when that wagon just flies off and he fades away. Oof, that is a that is a moment. I absolutely did not get emotional when that happened. Somebody was cutting onions in the theater, and that's my excuse. <laughs> what a weird place to cut onions. I know. I don't know why they would do it, but it was right at that point. <laughs> and they were like, we're going to just start cutting onions. Um, I don't have inside. I don't have inside out on my list. Um, I don't hate it. Um, it's perfectly fine. It came at a time when I was kind of starting to get disappointed with Pixar. I think, cause I think inside out came after good dinosaur and finding Dory. I think don't hold me to that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember what their, what their release was with that. Uh, where's, okay. I have a list of, okay. So inside out came after monsters university and brave. Okay. Okay. Then what am I thinking of? Maybe I'm thinking of Coco. Anyway, speaking of Coco, my number five is Coco. Um, I, man, Coco is so good. Yeah, Coco is Coco is great. Um, and it uh, kind of there we go. It um it kind of really resonated with me because I my grandmother my my um my dad's mom uh, died of dementia and. And um, we didn't have her in a nursing home. We were actually taking care of her at our house. So, you know, it was like up close and personal with that. And uh, uh, um, mm-hmm. so it, it, it really kind of was like, yeah, I, I, I get that. And, and um, just the whole, um, the whole revelation at the end of Ernesto being the bad guy and, and, um, just the, the music, the music is amazing. Yeah. Like, like all of the songs and and Pixar doesn't really do songs, you know, like, no, they really don't do they? They really don't. But, but you know, this one had a lot of songs in it. You know, it was kind of back to like Disney movie musical animation levels of songs. Mm-hmm. And they were all really good. Yeah, they really were. And um freaking the end of the movie that the end of the movie where they're having their where they're having their um Dia del Muerte celebration and you know, Coco comes over with her father and mother and I'm just like, God damn it, who's cutting onions again? <laughs> I gotta find a new theater to go to. I know, right? <laughs> um, no more of these. No more of these dinner theaters where they serve you food because they just put too many onions on there. Yeah, I try to tell my. I try to tell myself, it's okay to cry. All right, toxic masculinity is bad, and showing emotions is not a bad thing. So you are okay to cry. And I'm still just like, don't fucking cry. <laughs> Yeah, Coco, I think, and, and that was, you know, where they really, they were just, they, like, ran with it at that point. They're like, oh, we, we're known for making people cry. Let's just keep turning it up a notch because, you know, the, Coco came out well after Inside Out did. And I mm-hmm. didn't think they could top Inside Out as far as that goes. But, I mean, Coco just really just nailed it as far as emotions go and, um, that's actually my number four is Coco. Okay. Uh, just for like this, the same reasons that you mentioned, um, they, the whole going to, you know, going through his journey. And, uh, my grandpa actually also had, um, dementia and I didn't see him too often growing up. And the last time that we saw him was like at a Christmas, um, vacation. And there was just, you know, more or less just 
just a shell of a person there. He didn't know who we were. He never spoke a word while we were there for those couple days and stuff. And it, I mean, it was rough. So seeing once again, that type of thing in, in film for like kids, you know, like this, they're not marketing these for adults and maybe they're doing it for like a family movie, but you know, they have kids in mind too. So they're, they're, they're trying to be relatable to at least somebody to show that, you know, you're not alone going through things. And as long as you kind of keep each other together and stuff, that's all you need. Um, but I mean, they also nail it with the humor. And like you said, all the songs were, were really good. Um, I really appreciated and got a huge chuckle uh, when he's trying to get that guitar from the guy and he has to change the words of the song and the guy's like, hey, that's not the words. Like, you know, like as an adult, that's like a good just adult joke that the, it's just going to go right over the kids' heads for a while at yeah. least. <laughs> um, but once again, beautiful animation, like the way that they brought that world together was astounding and um, they just, I mean, check check all the all the boxes for what makes... Uh, a Pixar movie, a Pixar movie. I think Coco just did it. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of, a lot of twists and turns that it takes. You know, they walk you down the garden path of Ernesto is my father. Ernesto is my father. Ernesto is my father. Nope. Ernesto killed my father. Oh God. Oh God. What a twist, you know? And yeah. um, how remember me is sung as a guy singing to his, to his lover, you know, remember me. And then, it, but it's actually a song that he, it's like a lullaby that he wrote for his daughter. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's when they revealed it's, that, it's, that to be the, the lullaby and how he did it and just how the whole emotion of the song changes. And, and once again, just really strikes you right in the feelings where it's like, man, what, like <laughs> the fact that this guy was such an asshole that he murdered his friend and stole this song just to, become famous and just completely bastardize it as opposed to just leaving it for what it was. It's just that guy was such a dick. He deserved everything he got, including his death in the afterworld. Yeah. All right. uh, Number four. That was your number four. Yeah. Yes. Yes. My number four is the Incredibles. The Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four movie that has been made so far. <laughs> that is um, not a lie at all. <laughs> it is just a super fun adventure from start to finish. And um, is just everything that I want in a superhero movie. Um, and just done perfectly well. Um and uh just uh, the, the way the way that the plot points are revealed like when when he's when he's on the island and he's going through the computer and he's seeing the you know the the superheroes versus the machine and when whenever the machine is defeated it's upgraded so that that weakness is taken out and then it keeps you know so like new superhero machine 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 superhero taken out new superhero machine machine superhero taken out and it just keeps getting better and more lethal and dangerous Mm -hmm. and and uh like syndrome's whole thing makes sense and the way and even even if it was telegraphed far in advance what's going to happen to him and how he's going to lose like yeah i still am like just because you know there's a bomb under the table doesn't mean that the suspense isn't there. You know? Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know the good guys are you know the good guys are gonna win. Um, but the fun is in the journey, not so much the destination, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh Yeah, so the Incredibles. Beautiful. My number three is the Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, you, I don't think I could describe it any better. Like you said, I mean, there's been three fantastic four movies and they got significantly worse with each version. That last one, I don't know how anyone cut that one together and they're like, this is good and sent it out because it was, there was, I don't think a single moment of that movie where it was like, this is 
this is watchable. I I don't think there was. Um, I don't think. Well, see, as it, uh, I'm not a film editor, so I may be talking completely out my ass. But as a film editor, you just cut the movie the way the director wants it cut, and then you get a paycheck whether the movie does well or not. Sure. So, like, <laughs> yeah. There, I know. I cut it. It's done. I don't need to worry about it anymore. Yeah. You know? Wipe your hands clean on that one because that yep. one was a turd and a half. Holy cow. Um, but yeah, just seeing like the whole family dynamic too. You know, they something that you you wouldn't expect to see in like a superhero movie is is how the family interacts with each other and how the husband's like just super stressed and the mom's stressed because she has to do other things and how the kids are just animals and like it's all just you know perfect chaos and I I feel like they just really got that down and uh like you said they had great suspense with the with the whole island scene and how that was going to play out and uh just watching everyone come together at the end and like you said the whole the whole reveal with um with like syndrome and how he was eventually going to be put away like as soon as you see it you're like oh i yep that's how it's gonna happen no but caps. yeah <laughs> but yeah incredibles is i mean it seriously it is an incredible movie and uh it it definitely stands the the test of time and it's i think it's just gonna be like it's one of the best superhero movies just out there for sure uh all right so that was your number three yes my number three is Ratatouille. I, I love, I love Ratatouille. Um, I wish I was, I wish I had the kind of brain that could do cooking. You and me both. <laughs> I, I know the whole point of the movie is anyone can cook. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I can follow a recipe give me a recipe and i can be like okay yeah let's put in this much here and this much here mix it all together mix that with this cook it for this long and ta-da um but when it comes to like cooking right where you taste something and you're like oh this needs some oregano like or this needs a little more salt um one of the things that bothers me the most about recipes is when it says add salt and pepper to taste and I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. What what does to taste mean? How much how much is to taste? And I understand that I understand what it means and what it's supposed to do. Nobody write in about that. I understand that. But I'm also like, so I put this salt in and I taste it. And I'm like, I can put a little more salt in and I taste it and put a little more salt in. Oh no, now it's, now it's just way too salty. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I fucked it all up. So it's just so so like i can i can follow a recipe i can't cook you know yeah i i'm the same way like i'm the kind of person who every time i make like a box of craft mac and cheese i have to look at the side of the box and i i've been yelled at by multiple people brain like because it says to use like um six cups of water so i put in six cups of water and they're like well you're dumping it out anyway so why are you doing that I'm like i don't care it says on the box six cups of water and like you said, I would love to be able to just make some kind of concoction and take a taste and be like, oh, that needs some more time and then go grab some and sprinkle it in and be like, now it's perfect. I couldn't do that. My wife does that all the time and she blows my mind every time she makes something and just she's like, I don't know. I just threw stuff together and made it taste this good. It's like, oh, you're a witch, I guess, or something because <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. My wife went to a culinary school. For a little while. And uh, so whenever I'm doing something that involves like cutting up an onion or dicing a vegetable, I'm like, hey, can you come? Can you come and dice this onion, please? Because I have tried dicing onions. <laughs> I I understand. I understand the theory. Yep. I know where you're supposed to make the cuts and I do it and it just falls into chunks. And I'm, then I have to like <laughs> get it all into a, like a little pile and just kind of with the knife and and then she and then she's just like snip, chirp, 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 and it's all just like little pieces and i'm like yeah i hate i hate you yeah i i don't think i've ever related this to someone as much as i do to you right now because my wife is i mean she didn't go to culinary school but she spent a lot of time with her grandma cooking stuff and i mean she can whip stuff up like nobody's business and i'm just like huh <laughs> how did you cut that without losing a finger i don't get it 
So I watch Ratatouille, and I can totally, I, I totally relate to Linguini. I'm like, I get it, man. I feel you. Can I get a little chef too? Can I have a little rat that, <laughs> can I just have a little rat for life? Like a little rat that just sits on my head and says, okay, now do this. Now pay this bill. Now clean this mess up. Like, just please somebody just tell me what to do. Like, yeah. Like, like I make the joke about, about, oh God, something has happened. I need an adult. I need an adult. I need an adult. Shit. I am the adult. And, um. I'm like, I just, <laughs> I just need an adult. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm right with you there, man. I really am. Um, so, um, and, and just it, the way, the way Ratatouille ends, like I, like I went to go see it in the movie theaters and when it ended with them having their little rat restaurant, like, you know, kind of up on the eaves of the restaurant, you know, and, uh, I was just like, oh man, that was perfect. That was, that was a perfect movie. That was fantastic, you know. And just the way they, the way they describe taste and the experience of eating food, and yeah, uh, I... and also that everything had consequences. Like at the end, when when the when the health inspector comes in and there's rats everywhere, and then the rats all grab him and tie him up and throw him in the pantry, and then, and then at the end they're like. <laughs> Oh yeah, and the restaurant was closed, of course, because the health inspector was just <laughs> <Yeah>. like, "Nope." <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, yeah, I didn't see that coming." Right? Yeah, so. I, I forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah, Rat, Ratatouille, Patton, Patton, and oh. Patton Oswalt as the voice of Remy. Yeah, and I I love when they when they do stuff like that when they they like I wouldn't have expected him to to be the voice of a character, but I feel like he really played that character really well. Um. See, I would expect Patton Oswalt to be, I could see him as an animated character, just not a Disney slash Pixar animated character. Like, he would be one of those HBO after midnight, super dirty cartoon yeah. characters. Like, like, he would have fit better on, like, Sausage Party as opposed to Ratatouille. I guess. I never saw Sausage Party. Oh, I'll take your word for it. It's not worth your time. It's It's real dumb. Um, I did not have Ratatouille on mine and that's more or less kind of the same along the same lines as, as Toy Story 2 is like, I watched it, but it definitely was not one that I went back to the well to, to like really just get everything out of it and enjoy it, um, as much as all the other ones on my list, but it, it definitely is a good one and I can see why it's high on your list like that. Um, my number two is Monsters, Inc. And okay. I think that was... I wonder if we have the same number one. We better have the same number one, because if you didn't put my number one at number one, we're going to have words. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I really just enjoyed the whole journey of of Mike and Sully and watching them struggle with this like kid and, and kind of how they um, played with all those different ideas and... Uh, I don't know. I just I I feel like it was a really good um just a a movie that had everything again. You know, it had those like scary moments, like the the beginning of the movie where it throws you off, and all of a sudden it's you know it's <laughs> where the monster gets scared. Like you're not expecting like like they really just set you up for that suspense. Like oh, this movie's gonna be like scary, and then as soon as the the kid screams and scares the monster and all the chaos happens. And, and then you find out it's just a business. It's like, Oh, that's an interesting way to look at, at this concept instead of just it being scary. It's just like, yeah, these guys have to work too. You know, like everyone's got a, a a life to live (laughs) working Joe's. Yeah. And the whole door idea, like I, I really appreciated that. That's a, a very unique concept as well. Um, the scene that always sticks in my head and will always make me cherish this movie is when um, Sully thinks that Boo made it into that trash compactor machine and he goes yeah. through all the different like emotions that kept passing out. I was, I still wheeze with laughter every time that scene comes on just because of the different facials and, and seeing that whole thing play through. It was just too good. Um, Billy Crystal was very entertaining as, as Mike and the stupid thing where like, 
his face gets covered up and he's like, look at me, I'm on TV. Like, I just, I appreciate, I appreciate that just for how, how relatable that is for, you know, uh, someone like me who, uh, you know, doesn't really get too much out of, out of life, but those little victories like that, even if it's not like the full thing, it's like, Hey, I did that. How cool is that? Like, no matter what yeah. it is, I, I just really appreciated that too. And, you know, the whole voice cast was great. And I'm a sucker for, um, for like, they had Frank Oz in there. And I know his part wasn't like super big, but the fact that I know him from like, you know, Muppets and Sesame Street, and then he's all of a sudden in a Disney movie, and you can like hear that in his voice. It's like, hey, I know that guy. I like that. Have you seen, uh, have you seen Knives Out? Yes, I have. Frank Oz is the lawyer in Knives Out. That's right. I, oh, that's right. He is in that. I, I really yeah. enjoyed I, Knives Out when I saw that. And like, and, yeah. And like normally, like when, when he speaks, you can hear a little bit of like, you can hear a little bit of Fozzie or you can hear a little bit of Yoda in there, you know? And, but I was watching Knives Out and I was like, do I know that voice? Do I know who that is? I kind of feel like I know who that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was just as like his normal speaking voice and I couldn't, I couldn't hear any of the Muppets in it. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, so that was fun. Um, yeah, my number two is Brave. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, and we talked about we talked about Brave before. I love Brave. I love it. 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 I love the setting. I love the characters. Um, you know, like we talked about, I love Billy Connolly. Merida is <clears throat> she's not my favorite Disney princess. Sleeping Beauty is my favorite Disney princess. Um God, I would marry Sleeping Beauty in a heartbeat. She was she was my my favorite princess for the longest time. But Merida is Merida is pretty close. Yeah, she just kicks she, ass. She <laughs> might be number two. She might be number two. Sure. Um, I love Merida's hair. Like, I love the story. I love the conflict. I love the adventure and the mystery and just. I know it didn't get a whole lot of like. It didn't get a whole lot of praise, and it was generally considered as like a fair to middling Pixar movie, but I just, I love, I love, I love, I love Brave. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do too. I can, I can definitely see that being higher on, on my list too, like as I'm going through this, but I mean, it, it really is a, a fun movie and I really don't think it deserves all the, the meh response that it got. Cause I feel like it, it told a fun story and, um, you know, it had the, the growth with, with Merida and her mom and yeah, it's, um, I, I just I think it was really well put together for how they wanted to tell that story. All right, and now it is time for the number one slot. And I'm going to I'm gonna warn you right now, Garrett. <laughs> okay. If your number one is not my number one, I'm going to find a new co host for this little <laughs> this little venture. And you're out. You're done. You're well, done. I, I think you're going to have to find one because I mentioned earlier that Toy Story 3 was higher on my list and I have that as my number one. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> okay. You don't have Wally on your top 10 list. I don't. You don't have Wally <laughs> on your top 10 list? Nope, I don't. Garrett? Yeah, I know. Garrett? I know. Remember earlier how I said I'm going to start listening to your podcast? You yeah. know what I'm not going to do now? You know what I'm not going to do now? Again? <laughs> <laughs> I I love Wally to death. I really do. Um, Apparently, not enough to put it on your top ten. Yeah, list. not not enough to put it on there. You know, I, looking back, I probably could have you know probably dropped Finding Nemo and put Wally somewhere in probably amongst the higher ones. It's just how do you not put Wally at number one? I don't <laughs> understand. It it baffles me. I I loved Wally when it came out. I didn't see that one in theaters, but I, I bought it when it came out. I was probably working at Toys R Us at the time when that happened. And, you know, watching it and rewatching it and enjoying it. And yeah, there, there's a message in there. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, But it didn't really sit with me as much as Toy Story 3 did. Toy Story yeah. 3 just has has like a more personal connection, I guess, just with the whole, you know, 
growing up and then moving on with stuff and um just how they told that that story too i mean like i i can't i don't want to repeat all the the beats you made when you were talking about it but you nailed everything and uh i just i i would i think i'd much rather watch the toy story movies or at least toy story 3 more so than um than wally Top 10 lists are subjective. You are allowed to put anything you want anywhere. It's fine. 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 <laughs> Wally is my number one, in case you didn't pick that up. I, I think I gathered that from the, the little context, the little, you know, nibbles that <laughs> you left the along the way there. <laughs> um, Wally is amazing. Well, I, I knew that Wally was going to be my absolute favorite Pixar movie. He's sitting there watching, um, watching the, 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 the recording of Hello, Dolly. And they're singing Put On Your Sunday Clothes, which is re- a song I have recently rediscovered and have fallen in love with all over again. And he picks up, he picks up a brake rotor and puts it up over his head and does the little root, 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 root <laughs> that they do with their straw boaters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's it, done. That's it. That's it. This is my new, this is my favorite movie. I don't care what else happens because he did that. This is my favorite movie. And um, just the way it mixes in live action with the, with the computer animation is amazing. Um, the, the, um, there is a scene, there's a scene where there's this robot secretary right and this robot secretary has a keyboard in front of her and i'm saying i'm saying her and she it's a robot um yeah and she's and she's she's hunting and pecking to to type but the keyboard is all zeros and ones and she's hunting and pecking <laughs> zeros and ones and i was like that was the greatest visual joke that i don't know if anyone else picked up on but I... she's just like Tap, tap, and it's just zeros and ones, and it's, that was fantastic. That is actually, like, I, I remember that part, like, as soon as you started describing it, it's very, like, clear in my head what that was, but I didn't, like, I guess, put the pieces together until you just said that, and, I mean, that is a, that's a great, like, visual thing that they did. I like that. Yeah, and it's like, and the action is happening elsewhere on screen, so you may not even be paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. But I like, I just kind of, I don't know what it was. I looked over at what was going on over at that bit of the screen, and I was like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's the best joke ever. <laughs> um, the villain is voiced by, uh, by the villain is voiced by an actual computer. Um, like, like if you have, if you have a, a MacBook, there are various programs that you can have it, you know, it'll, it'll read what you type on the screen. And that and that was the voice of the villain in the uh oh that's movie. right yeah and uh, just just the way that human nature was so completely expounded on where they were like oh yeah we have these floating chairs so you know even grandma with if you have mobility problems you know you can still join in on the fun and of course everybody's going to use it to become fat and lazy of course they are how did you think that was going to end? <laughs> yeah, they really had us pinned in that one, I think. Just, I mean, that there, there's no argument there. Like, if, if that type of technology does come to exist, that's what the majority of people would be doing is like, well, why not? Why not just sit and get drinks delivered to my face? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It... You know, it's like, and there's like, I think there's even a scene in there where there's, where there's two people talking like on like a on like a Skype type screen, but they're actually like just sitting right next to each other, <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're talking through the screen. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like right next to each other. I'm like, this is, this is... yeah, you nailed it. You got it. <laughs> got it in one. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I made a little misstep on my list. Just now that you've mentioned that, that Wally just definitely. Go back, and re- go back and rewatch it. We'll revisit this in a year. Sure. I can, we can do that. That'd be fun. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so Wally is mine, is my number one. Toy Story 3, your number one. Um, 
Uh, that that does it. That is our inaugural top ten list episode. That this little sub podcast that I didn't bother to think up a title for. So <laughs> that'll get worked out in the details. Yeah, we'll we'll fix that in post. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you, Garrett, for for joining me. I hope you had fun. I did um, have fun. This was fun, kind of revisiting these. It's been a while since I've seen a lot of them. Um, but you know, it's fun to just you know uh skate down memory lane on these and just you know catch the clips that just live rent free in my head and and uh find out why I like Pixar so much. This was uh, an absolute blast to join you with this and hear your thoughts too. Um yeah so um please uh go and check out the what is it the, what is the ever trending podcast? The ever trending story. Ever trending story. The ever trending story. Um it's uh I'm gonna check it out. So um I, I highly uh, uh, ask everybody else, please, please go and check it out. And um, I think that will just about do it next time. Uh, we don't know what the top 10 list is going to be next time, but if you want to think up something, Garrett, um, it, it can be your turn to choose the topic. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, I can definitely do cool. that. All right. And uh, we will come back in uh, another, we'll come back in a couple of weeks for the next episode. So thank you all for listening and we will see you next time. See ya. Bye.